Are you a business owner, coach, author, speaker, or expert? Are you serious about moving out of the shadow and into the spotlight? If so, you're in the right place. Learn how to pitch the media to get high-level exposure to grow your business and your cause. So if you're ready to be featured in magazines, radio, podcasts, and on TV, and use your message to make more money, then this is the place for you. Welcome to More Than a Soundbite. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Stacia Crawford. Thank you for joining me for this new podcast. I'm so excited to be able to do this. We're going to be talking about PR and media and building businesses and expanding your brand. And we're going to be sharing some really deep secrets, um, secrets of navigating the, the media landscape. And I'm just so excited. You know, we're going to be giving you actionable steps for your Uh, to help you elevate your PR game and your business, Uh, talking about how to pitch the media and how to form meaningful relationships with journalists. So all of that is going to be coming out of this throughout this next season. And we've got some incredible hosts lined up for you. Uh, Some of them will be just me. Um, I am a journalist. I'm also a PR expert. I'll give you a little bit about my background in just a minute. But in the coming weeks, we're also going to be bringing in some other journalists, um, news reporters, producers, and editors from stations all over the country. So no matter where you're listening from, this is going to be something that's relevant to you and it's going to really help you grow your business. Uh, We have uh, producers and editors, gatekeepers is what I like to call them, from media outlets all over the country, both local and national. So we're talking about... Good Morning America, The Today Show, Um, Ellen DeGeneres. Yes, we're talking about O Magazine. Um, These are the people that you need to know, and you are going to hear directly from them um, to find out what it takes to get on their shows. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, So we're going to help you to increase your visibility and help you to become a media magnet. So... um, How did I get into this? Well, I am, for many of you who know me, and I'm sure some of you do not, uh, my name is Stacia Crawford, and I am a TV journalist. I have been a TV reporter. Um, I've also been a TV producer. I've been producing in several markets all over the country for the last 30 years. I know I'm dating myself, but but that's a lot of broadcast experience, and I'm going to share a lot of that with you. Um, so you don't have to be a media expert. You don't have to be a TV producer or reporter um, to learn the information that I'm going to share with you in this podcast. Uh, I started my career in Philadelphia, actually as an intern when I was in college, and then got hired there as a production assistant. And that's when I decided, originally I wanted to be a reporter, and then I decided that I wanted to be a producer because I found out that that's really where the power was. Those were the people who were making the decisions about what got on television and what didn't. And I knew that that was a role that I wanted to play. So I've been producing in markets from Baltimore to Philadelphia, New Haven, Connecticut, and Chicago, Illinois, which is the third largest market in the country. So you can imagine, uh, with that being such a big market, the number of people that I have gotten to meet and come in contact with. And I have booked literally thousands of guests. And so what I'm going to share with you in this podcast is my thinking and my strategies behind deciding who gets booked on TV and who does not, how to get a yes so that you can use the media to help elevate your PR game 
and gain exposure and ultimately make more more money so that you can grow your business. So what is PR? I think that um, let, let's start there because we have a lot of people who don't really understand what PR is. Um, I talk to a lot of business owners, particularly small business owners, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs who say, well, I don't really need PR or I don't have a budget for PR. And PR is really the management of your public image. And if you have a business, you have a, a public image and you want that image to be positive at all costs. Um, and so your PR will actually help you to do that. So it's how, how you man, manage and maintain that relationship between your business or your company and your public. Um, public relations is about building relationships. That's the key word in that phrase. It's relationships. So, you know, we often, we often talk about PR and marketing and advertising and, and social media, and those lines often get blurred. Uh, but the bottom line is you want to maintain your company's image in the public and you want it to be as positive as possible. And you want to be deliberate about that. So it's all about how you spread that information about your company. And one of the easiest ways to do that is through the media. So that might include getting exposure to their audiences using topics of public interest and news. And um, it doesn't require any direct payment. So that's how it's different from advertising. So journalists are influencers in our society. We see them on TV. We hear them on the radio. We see their bylines in newspapers and magazines. And they've basically earned our respect. And as a journalist, we trust that they are going to be unbiased and that they are going to deliver information that is factual, information that they have researched. And we build a certain amount of trust in them. So when a journalist does a story on a particular company or a product or a service, we trust that it's accurate. We trust that it's going to be something that is going to add value to our lives. And so that is why the media should be a very crucial part of your business plan and your marketing plan. That should be. Um, a lot of people think I don't need PR or, you know, I haven't really thought about PR or, you know, I'll just do some posts on Facebook and, you know, I'll use Twitter and, and that's how I'll grow my business. But if you are not including the media in your business, you are making a big mistake because it's crucial. It can elevate your business in ways that you can't even imagine. And uh, as, a, as a TV news producer, I have helped entrepreneurs, authors, business owners develop story ideas and help them get camera ready. So that is what we're going to be talking about, how I've been on both sides of the business. And I'm going to share a lot of those little secrets um, from both sides. So the, the media has really evolved. The newsroom has evolved. The landscape is totally different. When I first got into this business 30 years ago, we were operating on typewriters. We basically got news from press releases that people would send into the newsroom. Uh, we might have gotten a fax or a phone call. But now the newsroom operates at a much faster pace, thanks to the advent of the internet and social media. You know, when I when I got into this business, there was no internet. <laughs> we didn't even use computers. 
Um, and I remember when we made that switch and everybody was like, oh, you can't take away my typewriter. You know, what if the computer doesn't work or what if there's a glitch and we can't get on the air? You know, because news is 24-7. And, you know, that phrase, the show must go on, that is definitely a reality in the news business. The show must go on at all costs. But now newsrooms have evolved and they have changed. And so the press release and the pitch are very different now than they used to be. We get news as journalists from social media. So we use social media to find news and also to disseminate news. So every newscast, every news station, every outlet has a social media page. They have Twitter pages. They have websites. Um, And those are not really um, the afterthought. They're, They're not an afterthought of the major news because now we understand how people consume their news. It used to be, oh, I have to get home and sit down in front of the TV at 5 o'clock because the 5 o'clock news is coming on, and that's how I get my information. Whereas now everybody has a smartphone or a computer or a laptop. I mean, you can literally get news walking down the street. And so that has changed the way many journalists find their news. So you, as a business owner, have to recognize the value that you offer. You know, a lot of times I will go to events or I'm out um, in public and people will say, oh, what do you do? And then when I tell them that I'm a TV producer, the first thing they say is, oh, can you put me on TV? <laughs> and the, the truth of the matter is, yeah, I can put you on TV, but it's your job to give me a reason to put you on TV. So it's in finding that story and finding out the value that you offer to me as a journalist, to my audience, uh, because that's what I'm thinking about. I'm at all times thinking about my audience. And so, um, you know, finding out what is that news story, what's the value that you offer, but not being intimidated by the media, because you do need to understand that just like you need the media, they need you as well. So, um, so, you know, when you're when you're reaching out to the media, a lot of people ask me, well, do I need a press release? The press release has changed. Some people will tell you that the press release is dead. Um, I don't think that it's dead per se, because uh, even as a journalist today, I do get some news from press releases. But the first thing you have to determine is what is your goal? What is the outcome that you're looking for? And you may just say, well, I want to be on TV. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean that you want to go and sit on a set and do an in-studio segment? Does that mean that you want a reporter to come out and interview you about your business or, you know, get a soundbite from you as part of a larger story? There's so many different ways that that can be done and incorporated. And we're going to go and we're going to do a really deep dive on this issue in future podcasts, but today we're just going to touch upon it um, a little bit. But just recognizing that what is your end game, always keeping that in mind, and what is the audience going to walk away with. So if you're a company and, you know, you make widgets, you you don't want to just say, oh, well, I make widgets and I have the best widgets in the world and you should buy my widgets. That doesn't offer anything to my audience. But what you have to do is you have to find a unique angle, a unique story, what makes your widgets different or what makes your widgets better? Uh, What are some innovative and maybe unexpected uses for your widgets? Um, Those are the things that you always have to keep in mind. So 
uh, I would always tell people don't get so caught up in a press release per se, because really more important than a press release is a relationship. It's about having a relationship with a journalist, building that trust so that when you reach out to them, they know that you have something of value to offer to their viewers. And how do you know what that is? I always tell people never pitch or reach out to a journalist cold because it feels inauthentic. It's inorganic. Um, it doesn't feel natural. It just feels like you want something from them. What you have to do is build a relationship with them. And fortunately for us, because we do have social media, that's often a good place to start. Uh, before you ever pitch them, before you ever ask them for anything, that's always a good place to start. Follow their social media accounts. Watch their broadcast. So if you have a particular journalist that you think you may want to do a story on you, follow them. See what types of stories that they do. Journalists today, back in the day, we used to have beats where you had a journalist who covered a specific area or a specific industry or, or a specific topic. Because now newsrooms are experiencing a lot of cutbacks, a lot of downsizing, there are not as many beats. So you may have had a reporter who was a health reporter who only covered health stories, or maybe somebody um, who was the business reporter who only did business. Now those lines are blurred as well. And you have basically general news reporters who cover all different types of stories. So what I would say is the first thing is to identify three media outlets that you're interested in. And I always say, start small. Don't go after everybody. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more too about how that can really backfire, but don't go after everybody. Identify three key media outlets or key journalists that you want to build a relationship with because you know that they cover what your industry is. And the only way to find that out is to pay attention to them, pay attention to the newscast that they're in, the types of stories that they do, the, the magazine articles that they write, pay attention to their tweets and their social media posts, get to know them on not only a professional, but also a personal level. And you can reach out to them in that way, maybe through a retweet, or it may be um, responding or commenting on a social media post that they did. And while you're doing that, you will notice that a lot of journalists actually find their news through social media. I know when we have our meetings in the morning and we've uh, assigned stories to a different reporter and a reporter is looking for someone to interview as part of that story, they'll go to Twitter or they'll go to Facebook and they'll say, hey, I'm doing a story today on XYZ. Have you ever experienced this? Or, you know, do you know someone who has? And that's often a good way for you to connect and be a part of that larger story. And you have to act fast though, because you have to recognize that journalists do operate on a deadline. We have meetings in the morning, we send them out to do their work and their news gathering. They typically only have a few hours because if you're say, for example, doing a 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. newscast and you're having a 9 a.m. meeting, by the time that meeting is over, it's 10 a.m. So they really only have about four or five hours to pull this whole story together. And that includes their research. That includes their travel time. That includes the time that they're doing the interview. And then they have to come back and they have to write it and they have to log their tapes and then it has to be edited. So all of that stuff takes time. So you definitely have to keep that in mind 
when you're pitching the media as well. So what makes a good pitch? When you're coming to a journalist with a story, now that you have watched their newscast, you've seen what types of stories they cover and what types of interests they have, when you pitch them, you want to make sure that it fits. You want to, the easiest thing to do is to what I call piggyback or hook into a current news story that's already trending. So if there is a story about, you know, say there's a health story, um, something that's trending, uh, like now take, for example, the keto diet, you know, a lot of people are doing keto diet and they're cutting out carbs. So if you are interested in getting your new sugar-free juice in, uh, in the media, that may be a good place to start. Maybe build a story around something that's trending. So you would build a story around the keto diet and talk about why your juice is different and how it's unique, but you have to make it so that it's not a commercial for just your juice. Because if you want a commercial, then you should be calling the sales department, not the news department. But as more um, outlets pop up, there are more opportunities than ever for you to get coverage. But it's also recognizing the life cycle of a news story and understanding where you fit in. That is so key. So I tell people, this really is the most time-consuming part. It's the research. It really is Um, because if you reach out cold or if you do a mass email, like a lot of people will do, you're, you're really doing yourself a terrible disservice because a journalist can smell that a mile away. They really can, but you have to understand what they're looking for and you have to give them some value and building those relationships. Um, recognizing the timing as well. Um, I pitched a journalist yesterday for a story that I thought was fantastic and I knew exactly what outlet, I knew exactly what reporter and I reached out to her and within an hour I got an email back from her saying, and I quote, I love, love, love the story, Stacia. That's what she said to me. Um, and when you build those relationships and when you continue to deliver when they see your email pop up in their email box, they're more likely to respond. So when I pitch a journalist, I expect a response because it's someone that I've built a relationship with. I've offered them valuable content time and time again. So when they're going to their email box and they see my name, they're more likely to open it because recognizing that journalists get literally hundreds of emails a day, hundreds. I know when I looked at my email box yesterday, I think I had over 32,000 emails. Now, granted, I hadn't cleaned it out in a while. (laughs) I hadn't, I hadn't actually cleaned it out in a while. Um, and I'll probably do that later today or, or in the next couple of days. But literally there are thousands. And so when I'm going through email or when any journalist is going through email, they're starting with the most recent stuff. They're often not going to, I'm not going to go back through 32,000 emails. I'm just not. So what I'm going to do is probably go back a day or two and delete everything that came before that. Are there some good pitches in there? Probably. There very well may be. But the fact of the matter is, is I haven't had the time to go through it. 
So one of the things that we're going to talk about in throughout the course of this season of this podcast as well, we'll go a little deeper, but it's understanding the day of a journalist and where you fit in and understanding their deadlines and their schedules. Journalists are not nine to five people. So you can't call them at nine o'clock in the morning and say, Hey, I've got a great story idea for you. That's the worst thing you could do. You're shooting yourself in the foot because the first thing they're going to say is this person is annoying. They've got me at the worst possible time. Either I just walked in the door or I'm busy doing something else. Now this has interrupted my workflow and you're going to be seen as a pest. But um, over the course of the season, I'm going to share with you some tricks and secrets so that you don't come off as a pest and you actually help them do their job. That's going to be really important. Um, But, you know, when, when pitching a journalist, keep that in mind that they do have deadlines. You need to know the journalist that you're pitching. What type of schedule do they work? Do do they come in at nine? Do they come in at 10 or 11 o'clock at night? You have some who come in at three in the morning. Um, you know, for example, a lot of people want to be on morning television, television news, because that's where a lot of features actually will appear. And it's a great opportunity, but you have to understand their schedules. You know, when you're seeing a newscast that's going on the air at five, six or seven in the morning, that person, that producer or that editor has been in that newsroom since nine o'clock, 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock the night before. And so their work day looks a little bit different from a journalist who may be on a five o'clock PM newscast. Um, it's a whole different mindset. The landscape is totally different. The deadlines are different. The workflow is different. Um, so we're going to dive deep in some of our future shows when we talk to other journalists about what does their day look like and how do you get to be a part of that without being disruptive to them, but actually helping them. So we're going to, going to, going to talk a bit about, about that, um, and timing and why timing is important. When you reach out to a journalist, you don't want to just say, oh, you know, okay, well, I followed your newscast and I saw your show and I see that recently you did a story on XYZ. Well, I have a similar product or my company is in, in a similar industry. Can you do a story on me? And again, (laughs) you just blew it because if they just did that story, they're not going to turn around a week later and do the same story. You have to go back. You have to look at how you make it different. You have to advance it. You have to give them something different. So even though it's in a similar industry or a similar field, you have to make it different. Um, And that's one of the things that I do with my clients is we're constantly generating story ideas. Because the truth of the matter is everybody has a story. And many times the people who are closest to it, meaning that business owner or that entrepreneur, They don't see that story. They don't recognize the value in their own story. But as a journalist, I look at it from a different lens. And I can't tell you how many times I'll have conversations with people and the way my brain works. It's like I'm already, you know, I'm always on. So when even when I'm having a conversation, it may be at a dinner party or it may be, uh, you know, at an event Um, I'm always thinking in terms of finding that next great news story. And sometimes I'll have a conversation with somebody and immediately my ears perk up because they'll say something that's interesting. And then I start painting this picture in my mind and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a great segment. I could see this and we could do that and we could talk about this. 
and I'll mention it to them and I'll say, oh, have you ever been on television? And they're like, no. Many times they, they haven't even thought about it, haven't even considered it. And I'll tell them, oh, this is a great news story. And they're like, really? <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that I do in my business with Stay Ready Media is I teach people to think like a journalist. And that means digging deep in your own story and learning how to convey that to other people. Even in simple conversation, if you're standing in line at the grocery store, you're always pitching yourself because again, you never know who that person is or you never know who that person knows. Um, and then, and then it's always good practice anyway, because you never know when you're going to run into a journalist at the grocery store or at an event. Um, so, um, you know, those are again, just some things to keep in mind and there are more opportunities than ever because with more newscasts popping up, and newscasts developing other types of media, you know, more, they're more social media accounts. They're more websites. Um, many news organizations are also doing podcasts, uh, which need content. And so when you are thinking in terms of your business, you should always be thinking in terms of your story or your content that you offer. Newsrooms are 24-hour places, and they always, always have to have new and fresh content. So you can, you can always bring that to the table. So, um, you know, we also want to talk a, a little bit about when you follow up. So after you've pitched that journalist, how do you follow up? Um, I've had some people who will send me an email and then five minutes later, they'll call me on the phone and they say, oh, I sent you an email. Um, have you had time to look at it yet? <laughs> I'm like, uh, no, I haven't. I'm kind of doing literally 10 or 15 other things right now. You know, you have to give me some time to do that. You don't want to follow up too often. You don't want to be a pest because you will get yourself blackballed and no journalist will ever tell you that they blackballed you. But trust me, it happens. Um, sometimes you'll see a certain name pop up in your email and you don't even read the subject line, you know, don't, don't even read it because it came from a certain person. You just delete it and keep on moving. But you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> That's another one of those well-kept secrets. Trust me, it happens. It happens all the time. Um, but how, how long should you wait to follow up? I typically say it depends on the nature of the story. If it's a story that you're considering for day of, of course, you will need to have a, a pretty, pretty quick follow-up. Um, but again, recognizing that if it's a story for today and you're emailing me at three o'clock and I'm on the air at five o'clock, it's not going to happen today. I mean, unless of course this is a breaking news story, um, in which case there are other ways, ways to kind of get through that noise. And we'll talk about that um, a little bit when we talk more about hard news and breaking news. But if, you know, generally in most cases, if you're a business owner, you're talking about a feature story or profile story, something of that nature. Um, and so you have to consider the lead times. How much time does a journalist need? Uh, for example, you know, one of the journalists that I reached out to yesterday who emailed me back immediately and said she loved, loved, loved the idea. Um, she's going to be shooting the story a week from Monday. So in nine days, so she has a nine day lead time and she shoots her stories on the day of. Sometimes you have reporters who shoot stories ahead of time and then it may not air for another week or two weeks. 
Um, or if it's for a special segment, it may not air for another month or so. So those are the things that you need to know because then you'll know, is this reporter ignoring me or should I wait longer to follow up? You know, how do I do that without being annoying? Those are things you have to understand. If you're reaching out to say a major publication, a national publication, then they, their lead time could sometimes be as much as six months. So say, for example, if you are, say, a fashion designer and you have a brand new line of purses, then and you want to be featured in this magazine about why your purses are so unique and you, you're interested in that, you need to be contacting them six months ahead of time because that's when they're preparing for uh, those particular magazines. The other thing that you should consider is the calendar. There are, sometimes you can plug into places that you may have never thought of. You know, I always tell my clients, one of the things that we do when we work together is we develop their own customized publicity calendar. There are, I've, you know, I've worked with numerous brands who tie into things like national such and such day. There is a day for virtually everything. If you own a popcorn company, there's National Popcorn Day. If you, um, we actually did a story, um, I worked with a lady a few weeks ago who has a pie shop, and we were talking about National Pie Day. And there's National Pie Day, as in P-I-E, but there's also Pie Day, P-I, as in, you know, pie, the 3.14, um, you know, the mathematical formula. Um, and we actually did a story with her um, not too long ago. I believe it was National Pie Day last year. And, you know, we talked about different story ideas. But a publicity calendar can be a really good tool because there are so many different ways that you can plug into things because you never know when it's going to be a full news day or when it's going to be a slow news day. And sometimes those journalists, when you reach out to them, they may not get back to you right then. But if there's a slow news day and, you know, they go back into their email and they're like, oh, I do remember that person that had, you know, those purses. And I, I kind of put that to the side thinking at some point I might want to use this. Well, today might be that day. It's a slow news day. You know, it's it's maybe it's springtime and we're talking about, you know, how to dress for spring, whatever that that story might be, you never know when they're going to be able to circle back to you. And so in that vein, another thing that we do is we always prepare our clients to be ready, which is, you know, one of the, that's the name of my company, Stay Ready Media. And that really is, um, that's, that's the force behind everything that we do, always making sure that our clients are ready. Because if you have a good story, if you have a good pitch and it's interesting and the meat and the content is there, you never know when that journalist is going to contact you. They may contact you at nine o'clock on a Monday morning and you pitched them three months ago and they may say, Hey, that story that you pitched, are you available in an hour? And believe me, it happens. It happens a lot. So you have to understand the life cycle. You have to understand their deadlines and you have to always be ready. But a publicity calendar really helps you because you can look at that calendar and you can say, okay, if it's national popcorn day, then I can tie into this. Or maybe it's, um, you know, the home opener of the start of baseball season, Popcorn is big at baseball games. Maybe we can tie into that. And you kind of go throughout that calendar and kind of see 
where your product or your service fits in. And there are, and these are things that pop up every year. It's, you know, which is why it's called a calendar because it is cyclical. They continue to come back. And so you have to be ready when those opportunities come. The other thing that we do with our clients is we help them to develop a media list. And a media list is a virtual goal mine. It really is a goal mine for you because it's understanding who those journalists are, what outlets they are, what industries they cover. You get their emails, you have their phone numbers, you have their social media hashtags and accounts and um, their social media handles. And it's an easy way for you to keep track of who you have been in communication with um, and why and how often. Because you never want it to be sporadic. The interesting thing about PR and media is that it has to be strategic. In order for it to be effective, it needs to be strategic. Um, And so a publicity calendar and a media list are going to be two of those crucial weapons in your arsenal that are going to help you get noticed. Um, So, you know, those are just some of the keys that uh, we're going to dig into as we talk to other journalists around the country throughout this season, and we're going to help you to stand out, help you get to, as I like to say, get to the top of the pile. Um, once you've done that interview with the media, it's not over. Your job's not done. Um, you can leverage that. You can use that interview that you did. How do you use that? You can put it on social media. You can put that on your website. Um, you know, when you're emailing and and contacting that journalist just to say, hey, thank you for doing that story. That's another opportunity for your image shaping. You know, I call PR the power of persuasion because that's what you're doing. You're persuading people um, to buy your products and to, to look at you, to listen to you, to indulge and... Um, those are really important. So understanding the media landscape, um, understanding how to cut through the noise and get to the top of the pile. And this is, this is what I do. So recognizing that I work on both sides of the industry as a PR expert and as a gatekeeper, um, I like to say, and I, I say gatekeeper because these are the people who have the power to say yes to you or the power to say no. Um, just because, you know, you're watching TV, it's not always the people that you see in front of the camera or the people that you hear behind the microphone are the people that you need to persuade. Many times it's those people who are not as well known. It's those producers, it's those editors. And those are the folks that you really need to know. And so I'm going to be sharing with you strategies, um, tips, really valuable information for building those relationships because at the heart of every successful PR campaign is a relationship. And we're going to help you do that. So yes, I coach people on how to pitch. I tell them, spend more time researching. Don't just jump out there because one crucial mistake can really hurt your credibility and you don't want to do that. Uh, but just knowing the medium and knowing the journal, the journalists watching and listening and being familiar with their content, um, knowing who to pitch, how to recognize, uh, I have a, I guess a, a little known secret on how to get in contact with 
journalists, uh, particularly those people who have the power to say no or say yes. And I'm going to share that with you um, during my interview, uh, an upcoming interview that I have with a top producer. And um, whenever I share that with people, they're just floored. They're like, what? I can do that? I'm like, yeah, you can do that. And um, it'll take your business so much farther. So listen to them, pay attention to them. If you're trying to be on TV, then I suggest you watch TV. (laughs) It's just that simple. And you will go so much farther. You will elevate your PR game. You will be able to pitch at the drop of a hat. You will be able to fit in. I would say get in where you fit in (laughs) and you know, you'll be able to do that. And so you're going to learn these strategies. We're going to be doing so many interesting things with this podcast this season, and it's going to blow your mind. You're going to feel like you have spent 30 years in the media because I'm going to share all of my 30 years of expertise with you. And people will often say, well, why would you share these tips? Because as a PR expert, then doesn't that kind of hurt your own business? And trust me, it really doesn't. I'm all about sharing. I'm all about giving back because I believe in small businesses. I love entrepreneurs and small business owners um, and being one myself. I'm always willing to share. And I think that my sharing this information with you doesn't hurt my business at all because I know what I do. I know what I'm good at. I have clients who rave about my business um, and the success that I've been able to share with them. And I want to share that same success with you. So before we close this episode, I also want to invite you to check out my website, stayreadymedia.com. You will find my blog there. You will find information about all of the services that we offer. And I would love to talk to you about any of that. You will also find if you go to my homepage at the top of the homepage, you will see a masterclass where I have shared a masterclass called the six secrets to get to getting booked on TV. It is 40 minutes long and I guarantee you it'll be the best 40 minutes that you have spent in getting your business recognized and noticed by the media. It's a lot of those insider secrets that I share and I'm happy to put that out there for you. It is free of cost. All it's going to cost you is 40 minutes of your time. I also invite you to come into our Facebook community. Uh, We have an incredibly engaging Facebook community called Be Seen, Get Booked. So if you go to Facebook and you search Be Seen, Get Booked, you will see it's a very, uh, right now it is a small community and we've kind of done that by design, uh, but we are now opening it up. And we have business owners there. We have PR experts. We have journalists there. And people share ideas. They post questions. And you get input from people all over. And, um, again, it's another way to another free weapon in your arsenal, another tool that you can use to elevate your public relations, to get your story and your message out there. That's Be Seen, Get Booked in the Facebook community. And it's totally free. Um, So make sure that you join that. And also, if you'd like to have a call with me, if you think that there may be some questions that you have, feel free. I'm, I'm an open book. I really am. I'm always interested in sharing information. I can tell you more about our programs, uh, more about the services that we offer. And um, if you would be interested in doing that, then I want you to just go to be seen, get booked session.com. 
and I'll have some time on my calendar. I would love to have a conversation with you, learn more about your business um, and see how I can help you to get out there and get noticed. There is so much information. Uh, I'm so excited to be able to do this podcast and share it with you. I cannot wait to really dive deep. This has been just the tip of the iceberg um, for us throughout this season. And I hope that you will continue to listen. If you know of someone else who's interested, who might be able to use some of this advice as well, please share it. And I look forward to our next episode. And for now, take care.